0: Good evening. My name is Mike Murley, and welcome to WPKN's Mike Check, coming to you on WPCAN every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome to everyone listening at 89.5 FM on your radio dial. Welcome to everyone streaming live or tuning into our podcast at wpkn.org. Each week on Mike Check, one of our hosts examines global, national, and regional issues and their effect on our local community. Just as the phrase mic check was used to mobilize people to create a human microphone during the Occupy movement and others, this weekly program seeks to amplify our community's many voices and bring them to the airwaves. Mic check is followed on CAN at 6 p.m. by another public affairs program, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Mike Murley, and I have the honor of stepping in for uh, Cheryl Palmer Today, So um, I just wanted to say that. And I wanted to, like I said, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a a supporter of WPKN, Independent Community Radio. And I'm really excited for the show tonight. I'm excited and honored tonight um, to be joined by Evan Fritz of the Stanford Mass Defense Coalition. Evan, are you there? Yep. Um, Thanks so much for... For joining me for this this conversation tonight
1: yeah my pleasure happy to be here
0: and uh as a really quick aside uh I, I know you've got some some radio experience as well is that correct
1: yeah when i was in uh i went to school at yukon uh i had a couple shows um at, at different points uh on uh w h u s uh actually one of them was at two in the morning that was kind of interesting I think i had one at three in the morning too <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I've definitely done some, some two in the morning fill ins, some music fill ins, here at yeah. WPCAN. Um, those are fun. But uh, yeah, again, thanks for, for joining me tonight, and let's get right into it. So, um, so Evan, you're with the Stanford Mass Defense Coalition. Um, so yep, first I of am. all, could you could you just talk a little bit about, about the coalition, about what it is and how it came about? Sure.
1: Yeah. So um, the Stanford Mass Defense Coalition uh, formed uh this year as a response to um kind of bring together different uh people in the community uh who are standing against the arrest of um six people at a demonstration last august that was calling for justice for stephen barrier um justice in stanford uh justice uh, St- stephen barrier was um a young uh, black man who died in Stanford police custody in 2019 on his 23rd birthday. Uh, so there's been a lot of, um, activism around, you know, calling for, uh, uh, accountability with the Stanford police department and th- things like that. Um, and so last, last August, August 8th, um, there was a March, um, kind of in a, in a, in a long line of, of, uh, actions that have happened in Stanford recently, uh, that was calling for uh, justice for Stephen barrier. And it was a totally like peaceful March. Um, the police had talked, if you watch the body cam footage, uh, from the police from that day, they had said, uh, to the organizers beforehand, as long as you have uh, more than 15 people, um, you can walk in the streets and we'll give you cover, uh, you know, to direct traffic and and everything. And, uh, so they had, by the police's estimate, by the, by the cops estimate, um, I believe he said that there was, uh, I I don't remember, but definitely more than, more than, uh, 15 people, um, probably closer to like 50. Uh, and so it's at one point as they were just heading as the whole, like, um, March was heading back to a starting point, uh, which was, uh, Home Depot. If anybody knows, any of the listeners know, uh the geography of Stanford. They were uh, in front of the target and they were heading back to Home Depot. Um, and at that point, the cops just said, um, this is it. The the, pro- the protest is over. Everybody who's in the street is under arrest. And it really went from like zero to a hundred with, um, you know, again, a, a, a very peaceful um, uh, march where people were voicing their, opinions to all of a sudden being told that they had to get out of the, you know, just move along, um, and, um, or they'd be under arrest. And so people were still like moving along. There wasn't any escalation from the protesters. And, uh, at that point in front of the target, after the, after the march had been going on for quite some time and had not, uh, done anything, uh, to be persecuted, um, the, the police, started throwing people down. And there's a lot of footage of this. I remember right after it happened, um, some of it went viral, um, actually because of just how aggressive the, the, the cops were against um, the demonstrators. Um, so people were getting thrown down. Um, there's, there's really horrific video of one woman getting punched in the face, uh, and ultimately six people were arrested. And those, those six people, I believe are still facing charges. Um, and, uh, so, so the the Stanford Mass Defense Coalition uh, came together uh, to kind of show like support for getting those charges dropped. And right now, um, people that are active in it are parts of like labor organizations. We have um, we have a petition going around that's been endorsed by the um, Grand Employees Union at UConn. Um, uh, environmental rights groups, uh, 350 Connecticut, uh, has also endorsed. Um, we have clergy members that are active. Uh, you know, in, in the coalition um, justice for Stephen barrier activists and other um, people fighting against police brutality and for um, black, black liberation. Uh, so, so we we're, we have, uh, in my opinion, a broad, a broad, coalition and we're trying to, you know, show that the community as a whole, like really is not going to stand for uh, this attack on our rights to protest. So that's kind of some of the background of, of, of like what, what, um, event caused this coalition to come together, and then also, um, you know, who was who involved.
0: Thank you for sharing all that, Evan. And, uh, yeah, and thank you again for also, uh, you know, lifting up Stephen Barrier and what happened to him in Stanford police custody. uh and like you said, it was it, like that's, uh, devastating and, and just absolutely, uh, I don't even have the words that, uh, that his life was taken and his life ended on his 23rd birthday, uh, on October yep. 23rd, 2019. So that's, um, just completely devastating. And, and Can even... I,
1: um, just, to, to kind of speak on that a little bit more. I mean, his, his death is really still felt in the community. Um, we were just as an example, um, we went out, um, with a, you know, physical petition and to, like, kind of flyer with information uh, on the West End in Stanford. Um, and there was, you know, a good number of people that, that knew Stephen, knew, know his family, um, and, you know, were were really upset that, uh, you know, both about the death of, of, of Stephen Barrier and also um, that, that this protest calling for... Um, you know justice for him was so so brutally um maligned by by the spd
0: yeah thank you for naming that that it's rooted in something so so pure which is that this murder didn't need to take place as we see all, all across connecticut by the you know these these murders by police and certainly all across the country um yeah and you know you you, you said a lot earlier that was that was really uh really really powerful um And, uh, and thank you for, for going through, you know, the, some of what, what took place on that day on August 8th, um, when that protest happened. Um, and I was wondering, Evan, you know, in, in, in the research that you've done since August 8th, and as part of this campaign to, to fight for the charges to be dropped, what are some additional things that you've, um, that have, that have come to your attention or that have come to light um, if there's any that anything that you're able to to share publicly, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm glad you asked that because uh, I, I really just want to emphasize that um, there's so much footage from that day. Like as far as I can tell, like most of the um, officers that were working, you know, on on uh, traffic control and and crowd control and everything, they had their body cameras on. So you can really go through and see point by point exactly what happened and um like I said at the beginning the the only ground rules that were laid by the police were were uh you know as long as you have more than fifteen people as long as you're being peaceful you can you can march in the streets and we'll give you um crowd control and actually if you if you watch the body cam footage like just minutes before, um, I, I believe it was um, uh, Captain Hone decided that um, the the protest was now uh, like illegal. Um, the 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 cops are still talking about, you know, how to how to um, do traffic control all along the route back to um, the the start of the demonstration and so it's it's really it's really obvious to me at least um that there wasn't anything particularly disruptive you know I mean in a in a sense that like would would justify arresting people in any way uh about the about this demonstration I don't think the police thought there was uh but I do think that like the the general um call was probably uh, distasteful to them because it was calling for accountability, uh, for, for the Stanford police department. Um, and there's, there's other moments where you can see police, like, in my opinion, harassing, um, protesters, even, even you, Mike, we had talked about that earlier. Um, you know, they're, they're talking about, uh, they're, they're basically mocking, um, for, for the listeners, the, at, at some points, uh, they start calling out to mike by 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 his last name um and like asking him questions and it's it's like you know he came down to show support for this cause he didn't come down to be singled out and harassed by the police as he peacefully marched um and so that 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 will kind of set some context for like the, these arrests um oh another thing you know i read the um internal affairs review as well, and I'd recommend people read that because it's kind of stunning if you compare like the language that they use um, with what actually happened. Like, for example, they say that one person was, arresting, re- was resisting arrest. Um, St- Stephen um, was his name. And if you watch the footage of when Stephen was arrested, um, he is not resisting arrest. He's not told he's under arrest. They simply um, pull him to the ground uh, as he 's walking away from the police and um that's it <laughs> and so you know there's these very broad definitions of like resisting arrests and um things like that that can be used to persecute people, but I think that really like what 's more fundamental is that um we have a right to actually you know call for um police accountability and other uh you know political views, and that that should trump you know these kind of um, bogus uh, charges that are that are being used to silence people.
0: Thank you so much for that, Evan. And we're, and we're gonna we're gonna actually that's gonna bring us right into our next uh, point. But uh, really quick, I just wanted to say if you're just joining us, you're tuned to WPKN eighty nine point five FM uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, independent community radio broadcasting from the campus of the University of Bridgeport. We're serving New Haven and Litchfield counties, uh, as well as uh, Fairfield County as well. So that's Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties here in Connecticut, and Suffolk County in New York's Long Island, as well as streaming around the world at WPKN.org. Tune in radio, wpcan Live, and via your smart speakers. Just make sure to t- tell Siri or Alexa to play WPKAN radio. And check out our hundreds of podcasts at WPKN.org. And my name is Mike Murley. i filling in for Cheryl Palmer on this first sunday mic check and i'm in conversation right now with evan fritz an organizer with the stanford mass defense coalition um who is speaking about their campaign in stanford um fighting for the charges against um some protesters who were arrested at a justice for stephen barrier march um, on august 8th of last year to be dropped the charges to be dropped so evan um you actually uh you, you know you were just talking about how how there needs to be police accountability and, um, and also just fundamentally, you know, you were just talking about the right to protest, the right to yep. assemble the right to, uh, to march for a cause in, you know, and, uh, and I don't, you know, on the show right before ours, uh, the show right before this one every week, uh, it's called between the lines. And, uh, it's actually a, um, a really really great show that's that's pieced together from different interviews um, by some local uh, local folks, including um, Scott Harris and Linda Tuhus and others. And uh, and there was an interview um, that was all about how there are elected officials across the country right now trying to push through anti-protest legislation. Yeah. And so Evan, I was wondering if you could actually speak about where the campaign you're engaged in in Stanford here in Connecticut. Fits into this larger national conversation.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, you know, people often think that, um, like, they have an image of Connecticut as, like, this progressive beacon. And um, it's really not. And one of the ways that you can see that really clearly is all of the um, police killings, right, of uh, people of color. And, um, you know, on a local level, these attempts to uh, silence activists. Um, And I think, like, the national picture is really, really important to think about when we're talking about uh, Stanford, um, where just for people who might be tuning in, uh, six people were arrested last summer um, at a Justice for Stephen Barrier protest. Uh, You know, nationally, the last time I checked, uh, 14,000 people uh, were arrested um, during the big george floyd upsurge and that's that's a huge amount of people <laughs> uh and you know largely the charges were were dropped because they were arresting people to just try to get them off of the streets but i don't think that's a justification for for using for arresting people at all right like you know sometimes people will say well all the charges were dropped or you know a large proportion were dropped and even even then uh, a large number of people are still facing charges um there's activists that were arrested um in detroit that are still facing charges there was people in denver who were facing kidnapping charges and ultimately those kidnapping charges were dropped but they're still they're still um you know uh facing charges for for protesting there's uh even even recently there's been um people who were arrested in albany uh for a an enc- for an encampment that they were promised by the mayor and the chief of police was um, was okay to do, was was uh, within the range of what's protected by their democratic First Amendment rights. Um, in Florida, there was five people arrested uh, a couple months ago actually protesting an anti-protest bill <laughs> that has since been passed. So I think that there's a lot of these manifestations of um you know, kind of a like a slow or fast, however you want to look at it, creep of any democratic legislation. Um and any any charges that stick uh, anywhere really are, are a loss for, for the movements for social change, social justice because um, you know, that sets precedent. Um and that also just like emboldens like um the the um elements of, of the state that want to, um, you know, have everything be uh, just, like, you know, very one-sided, without discussion, without debate. Um, It emboldens them to actually pass these laws and to continue to arrest activists. Um, So we think that this is very important, um, not just in Stanford, although it is, of course, um, essential um, for the Stanford community that um, the charges against these, these protesters were dropped. Um, but also in Connecticut where there's other activists facing charges um, for protesting and all around the country where there's just been a tremendous um, shift towards um, silencing, silencing political um, collective political thought, basically.
0: What are the next steps for the campaign right now? Eddie?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you asked that, Mike, cause uh, we have a, um, we have a demonstration planned for uh, next Saturday, um, which is May eighth at one PM. Um, it should be uh, about an hour long, go till maybe two thirty, uh, with a number of community speakers. Um, like I said, from like labor groups, environmental groups, um, students, um, uh, civil civil rights groups, uh, immigrant immigrant rights groups. Um, you know, just a really broad range of people that are affected by, by, the, um, by, by having, like, you know, democratic rights under, under threat, uh, clergy, hopefully. Um, and uh, so we have that coming up. Uh, that's next Saturday at 1 p.m. It's going to be in front of the Stanford Government Center. Uh, invite all your listeners to come, um, you know, show support for the uh, right to protest uh, in Stanford and beyond. We also have a petition going, which you can check out. um, It's on Action Network. Uh, We have social media. We have a Facebook page, Sever Mass Defense Coalition, as well as an Instagram page. um, So you could reach out uh, through either of those. Those would be, those would be great. Um, And the petition right now has—I mean, last time I checked, I think it had 1,910 signatures, and we have another probably 100 uh seventy on a physical petition. So we're over two thousand uh signatures, which I which I'm pretty happy with. Uh hope to get more. Um and just I just want to say also on Saturday, uh there's gonna be a um protest uh, or like a like a vigil, um Justice for Jason uh Negron in um Bridgeport. I believe it's in Bridgeport, you can correct me if I'm wrong about that, Mike. Uh, at 4 p.m. Um, so I hope I hope people come out to our event and can also attend um, the vigil in, in Bridgeport.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Bridgeport. Um, and that's yeah. It's like you said earlier. Um, there's been so much police violence right here in Connecticut, and uh, yeah, Jason, Jason in Bridgeport, Stephen in Stanford, Jason Negro and Stephen Barrier um and too many more too many more all across the state um evan thank you for for sharing the the so the saturday may this saturday may 8th at 1 p.m uh, at the stanford government center will be a rally um that is organized by stanford mass defense coalition um and you also mentioned there's the petition on an action network and also yep. facebook and instagram pages for the Stanford-Mass Defense Coalition. And earlier, uh, Evan, you had mentioned, um, with regard to the August eighth protest and the arrests that took place, um, mm-hmm. you had uh, talked about body cam footage that has been made public, and I believe a police report that has been made public as well. Um, do you know yep. where, uh, uh, or do you want to do you want to give information on where um, folks could could, if they wanted to, uh, could find those?
1: Yep, that's um, it's all put up by the, uh, the city of Stanford. It's um, stanfordctgovernor Um I'm not sure exactly how to direct people because it's it, you know it's there's a couple steps, but if you go into um, if you Google August eighth March pro- pr- protest march um, like body cam, it'll it will come up. The, the The title of the page is August eighth protest march. It's within the kind of the police commission um, subsection of the government section. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's a couple of steps, but um, yeah, if you just Google obvious eighth protest, March Stanford body camera, um, it'll come up with that.
0: Thank you for for giving that out to, uh, to our listeners, Evan. Yeah. Just because you had mentioned it earlier and, um, wanted, you know, just that information to be out there if, if folks did want to, to, uh, to go and, and seek that out. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's already, uh, show's almost over already. Uh, that, that feels like it went by really fast, but, you know, I wanted to know Evan before we, before, um, you know, we've got just a couple minutes left. So, um, you know, what is a last thought, uh, or a closing thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with tonight?
1: Yeah. Um, well, my last thoughts, I guess, are um, that I, you know, I'm I'm personally very happy that this coalition has come together. Uh, I think that the, um, you know, the fight for democratic rights is really essential, especially right now when people are thinking so politically. Um, you know, the big example is the mass movement last summer. Uh, you know, I, I I look forward to more coalitions, uh, you know, calling for defense, like on a broader scale, maybe not, you know, th- th- this one was set up as um, kind of, you know, out of necessity. It would be good going forward if, if, you know, groups could come together to just kind of plan for the possibilities of having to do this sort of defense work. Um, I think that would be a big step forward for uh, social so, social movement groups um, and just community groups in general in in Connecticut and everywhere, uh, because th- this is like you know as 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 protests continue, as like the um, police brutality continues, there's going to be m- more and more instances, unfortunately, of um, of protesters being facing charges un- unjustly. And so, I think that the more groups that are involved, um that are able to quickly mobilize um again against those the better and and i look for, i think that that's a real possibility right now
0: well thank you so much evan for for all you shared tonight and for for being on the show and 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 also for all the work that you're doing in stanford uh with the stanford mass defense coalition and um and this ongoing campaign to get the charges dropped against um, the protesters who were arrested August eighth, 2020, August eighth of last year, in the march that was fighting for justice for Stephen Barrier, um, who was whose life was taken in Stanford police custody, on his 23rd birthday, October 23rd, 2019, and so once again, um, just to echo what you're saying, Saturday May 8th at 1 p.m. at the Stanford Government Center, and uh, also Saturday May 8th at 4 p.m. here in Bridgeport, um, will be a, a, a an event um, marking the marking the four-year anniversary of Jason Negron's murder by Bridgeport Police. Um, and so, Evan, thank you so much. And uh, Evan Fritz with the Stanford Mass Defense Coalition, um, thanks for, for joining me tonight for this conversation and for, for the work you're doing. Thanks for having me, Mike. My pleasure. Have a great night. You too. This has been Mike Check, and I'm Mike Murley. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for for joining me and tuning in. Coming up next, we've got the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell. So please, please keep it locked here on WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport, broadcasting in New Haven, Fairfield, and Litchfield counties in Connecticut, and Suffolk County New York's Long Island, and streaming around the world at WPKN.org. Tune in radio and WPKN Live, as well as your smart speakers. Just tell Siri or Alexa to play WPKN Radio. And also, we do have hundreds of podcasts at WPKN.org. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great rest of your night. And uh, and do stay tuned for the Ralph, Nader, the Ralph Nader Radio Hour and Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell.